Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up out of bed to pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Isaiah chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Amos chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Alas for those who are at ease in Zion, and for those who feel secure on Mount Samaria the notables of the first of the nations to whom the house of Israel resorts. Cross over to Kalna and see. From there, go to Hamath the Great, then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms? Or is your territory greater than their territory? O you that put far away the evil day and bring near the reign of violence. Alas for those who lie on beds of ivory and lounges on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the stall, who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and like David, improvise on instruments of music, who drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore they shall now be the first to go into exile, and the revelry of the loungers shall pass away. The Lord God has sworn by himself says the Lord, the God of hosts, I abhor the pride of Jacob and hate his strongholds, and I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that has been granted to the churches of Macedonia. For during a severe ordeal of affliction, Their abundant joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For as I can testify, they voluntarily gave according to their means, and even beyond their means, begging us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in this ministry to the saints. And this, not merely as we expected, they gave themselves first to the Lord and by the will of God to us, so that we might urge Titus that, as he had already made a beginning, so he should also complete this generous undertaking among you. Now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. And in this matter I am giving my advice. It is appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something, but even to desire to do something. Now finish doing it, so that your eagerness may be matched by completing it according to your means. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need, in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. Here ends the reading. Paul the Apostle was nothing if not an exemplary fundraiser. In his second letter to the Corinthians that we read this morning, um, if there's any takeaway, it's that he knows how to work a crowd. Uh, he's essentially saying, look, you know, you should give to this thing, this ministry, and it's not that I'm commanding you to do it, but to balance the scales and what uh, others uh, have to offer, and not in money, they may um, provide to you in some, maybe some spiritual sense. Um, and it's, I'm sure this gets trotted out in stewardship campaigns at the end of the year or in the third quarter when churches are going over their budgets and they've got to make ends meet and everything. It's one of those things that I hear a lot of soldiers of vets just cannot stand. Um, I know it was for me, and I know I've, I've heard my fair share of vets uh, lamenting, you know, we're, we're more interested as a, as a community in you know, raising money or, you know, adding some part of the building um, than we are about doing good, doing the, you know, shit that we should be doing. Um, but that overlooks the, the necessity, I mean, the inescapable necessity of material wealth. I mean, Paul would not have been able to travel as he did without people's support. Um, and it's not that money itself is bad. It's not that when we have these discussions... We're wasting time, um, but because of, um, yeah, the way people are, human greed, human corruption, certain conversations, especially around money, because it's a universal currency, we, we can almost buy happiness. We can buy the things that we think are going to make us happy. And with that come a whole lot of uh, temptation to um, do stupid shit around money. Um, in the news today, we, uh, we've heard that Michael Cohen, uh, President Trump's fixer up until several months ago, I guess, and uh, for many months during the campaign, was paying off people, um, and I, I was surprised he got jail time, even though he's been cooperating with two different investigations, and the reasoning was, you know, this guy is, you know, he's duplicitous, he... You know, he's, he's not really, um, he's greedy, and he's kind of done these things. And I don't doubt that the man's remorseful, and I don't think anybody does, but um, the money isn't the problem. Money is just a thing. It's what, it's, you know, it's like a, 
you know, it's like a gun. It's not really about that thing. It's what people do with those things and what people will do to get those things or to keep those things. Um, and it makes me think of uh, the reading from Amos. Amos is a, a, a minor prophet, one of the, the last couple of prophets before canonically before we get to the New Testament. And, um, I mean, the language is, is you know, makes you think of it being difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom um, because he's going to have to pass through you know, the eye of a needle. But again, it's not that these things are bad. Um, people who lie on beds of ivory and lounge on their couches, um, who sing idle songs to the sound of a harp, um, but they compare them to David. Like David, improvise on instruments of music, drink wine from bowls. David was both good and bad. And I think that's the important part for soldiers and veterans to remember that being human means you are capable of really fucked up shit, but you're also capable of some really incredibly humane shit. And I think that's why we call it humane. Um, and so what some people were doing with money when Amos was writing, that was the problem. And that's what upsets God. Not that they have money, um, but that they, they waste it or they, they use it for unjust um, ends, either by accumulating it and holding on to it or um, by spending it on themselves excessively and indulgently. Um, and that's, that's what the prodigal son, that's what prodigious means. They spend money on themselves. So I know if you're a soldier or a vet or if you're just a civilian and you're sick and tired, especially now in Advent, we're getting to the end of the year and you're probably getting handfuls of emails from nonprofits about you should give at the end of the year because that only matters for some of the richest people who are actually going to like affect their tax bracket. Uh, most people like me making, you know, middle or lower middle incomes, like giving at the end of the year really isn't our thing. And we put up with all these stupid emails because the, the return rate is just good enough that if you send enough of these emails and um, letters out, you'll organizations will get money. Um, so I know it's exhausting, um, but we're, if we're being honest, we're being fair. Uh, money enables ministries and churches and organizations and institutions um, to do what they need to do. And the, the fact that some institutions and some individuals will abuse that wealth, that affluence, either by accumulating it or by spending it on themselves or spending it on appearances, that doesn't mean that money is bad. That doesn't mean that wealth is bad. In fact, Cornelius, the centurion in Acts 10, um, the the religious leaders appealed to uh, Peter um, and to Paul and to the other apostles saying like, this guy, I'm sorry, also in um, uh, Matthew 7 and uh, Matthew 8 and Luke 7, the centurion of great faith, each of these men had money. They're at the upper echelons of what would have been the enlisted ranks in fact, as high as you could have gotten as a patrician, as a as a commoner, as a common citizen who was not uh, part of the aristocratic um, classes, um, the centurion was as high as you could get as you know a commoner, and so that brought with it money. And they rebuilt synagogues. They they gave the money to um, people who were in these areas where they were um, legitimately seen as oppressors. Like there's two way there's good things you can do with wealth and material goods, and there's bad things that you can do. Um, and so we're going to, uh, the prayer I've selected for today is for the right use of God's gifts. Um, it serves as a remembrance, and I, I don't remember Paul mentioning it very much, 
But these things, there's a philosophical concept that if God is good, all good things come from God. Um, and there's this really complicated relationship that the church and Christians have with doing good and who is doing good. Um, anything that you do that's good is, is God. It belongs to God. Anything that you acquire that is good, anything that you perform that is good, it comes from and belongs to God. Um, but the uh, remembering that these things aren't ours hopefully makes us remember that the best thing you can do with them is to share them, is to give them away. Um, and so I'm going to share the, the, a prayer from the Book Common Prayer. If you have prayers that you want to share with the podcast, with me, um, leave me a, a voice message of under one minute. You can send it to me as an audio file. Or you can go on the Anchor FM mobile app or the desktop app and leave me a message. Let me know what it is that you would like prayer for, either from me individually and privately off air, or if I can share it with the podcast. Um, I encourage you to, to share those with me. If you'd like to email me or the, the podcast, you can do that at formation at pewpewhq.com. I haven't included prayers yet because we haven't gotten any. I know I have some. I know I could probably pray for other people, but I want to hear from you. I want to hear from uh, my listeners what it is that um, that this community, um, that this group can be praying for, for the humble, hearty folk caught at the crosshairs of, of God and country, whether that's the good gifts that God has given us or the, the things that God has taken away and, and that for which we feel lost. Here ends the reflection. Prayer for the Right Use of God's Gifts from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty God, whose loving hand has given us all that we possess, grant us grace that we may honor you with our substance, and, remembering the account which we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your bounty. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.